Welcome back to the Adventures of Bradley and Dawn. Uh, substituting Colleen in for Bradley this week. Hi. Uh, yes, and we're so happy to have her here. I wanted to bring up this Hollywood Reporter article I saw. Uh, actually, he was talking to Vanity Fair, Nicholas Cage, mm-hmm. who I adore. I listen. I don't dislike him. He is weird as bleep. That's though. part of the reason why I love him. You're all in, yeah. Because anybody who builds a little pyramid for themselves, for their future body, yes. in a cemetery, with nobody else can get into because yeah. it's the oldest damn cemetery in. You know, um, Los. What am I? Where New Orleans, Las yeah. Vegas. Um, anyway, he already has. I've seen the pyramid in cemetery, the St. Louis Cemetery Number One, uh-huh. and I'm like, what is that monstrosity? They're like, this is where Nicolas Cage will be buried. I love it. It's just, it's kind of gross, but it's also like, oh. And the tour guide said to us, it's funny because nobody can really get a spot here unless you're a family member. But the church got a huge mm. donation after that, and they were able to repair so many things in here. So it's kind of like, on mm-hmm. one hand, really good. It's but... sort of like the Varsity Blue scandal, <laughs> except for he got into a cemetery and not college. Yeah. <laughs> True. So maybe I don't like him for that. No, it's but okay. It's, it's one great. Of the weird it things. helps the church. Like, he has a big glass room, or he used to, in his home with uh, with deadly snakes inside, and he goes inside and sits in there, and he has all the anecdotes, an- not anecdotes, antidotes. the antidotes <laughs> for those bites, and he likes to just sit in there with the cobras. That's bizarre. That is And wild. there's so many other things that he bought a castle and dissembled it and mm-hmm. then put it back together over here. Anyway, I find him fascinating, and I think he's a great actor, because yes. he just goes all in, like... He gets himself. He goes overboard on purpose. Uh-huh. He lets loose and he knows he's doing it. He knows it. who he is. Yeah. And that's what I love about him. Dream scenario is in theaters now. It's really good, actually. So he said to Vanity Fair, I only have three or four movies. I I only have room in my life for three or four more movies. So I'm like, what? He's done like a hundred films already. He's in a lot of stuff. And it doesn't include the four that are in production right now that he already filmed this year. Okay, so he's got four more and besides. Then, so then we've got about eight more. Yes, exactly. But this is why. This is why. He said that his dad died when he was 75. Uh-huh. And Nicolas Cage just turned 60. So he thinks he only has 15 years left yeah. on this earth. Yeah. I'm like, that's really dark. Yeah. But I think, you know, when you've got... Other, if when you've got sort of a roadmap only based on your own ancestors, you confront mortality in a different way. Yeah, and I, I you know, and if when you're Nicolas Cage and he's lived, I mean, he has lived. Mm. Remember his like very short-lived marriage, his Las Vegas. Remember him padding around, uh, you know, very confused in Las Vegas, barefoot in a restaurant, Uh etc. I mean, he's he's had. I mean, he sits in. A glass room with venomous snakes, for goodness sake. Like, yeah. this is a person who has lived on the edge. <laughs> yes, yes. And I can imagine that he gets close to that and starts to ask himself existential questions. And I want to say to him, go enjoy your life, Nicolas Cage. He wants to spend more time with his kids. He says the last 15 years, he wants to leave 
to spend with his family because he hasn't had time. And I'm obviously I love that. I love that. (laughs) Yes. Yes. But, uh, But then he goes on to say, this is what's so weird about him is that he then says, I'm a better man when I'm working because I don't want to be that guy that's sitting by the pool getting bombed on my ties and Dom. Okay. I've been that guy in between jobs and it's only fun for maybe two days. And then you're like, I got to get healthy. So work's always been a place where my job is to get up in the morning, work out, do five to eight miles on the elliptical lift weights, I look at the news, I feed my animals, and then I call my boys. And then he's focused because he has a job to go to. Right. So he is saying if he doesn't have that structure, he's going to drink himself but see, into the pool. What I want to say to him is, <laughs> oh my God, you have an awareness about that, Nicholas. Nicholas. And you get to make a choice. And there are other ways to, to not be an alcoholic. Yeah, to like build structure into your day that don't <laughs> include going to the movie set. And that's fine. I'm glad that that has been a good a good choice for him. Mm-hmm. But I you know, I want him to know that there that you know, if he goes into it with his eyes open and he provides he has maybe some help to help him provide structure, he, you're going to be fine, Nicholas. I bet we're going to miss you yeah. in the movies because you're a hoot. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, did you see the um, extraordinary weight of massive talent? I haven't seen that one. If you like Pedro Pascal, it's so funny. That's like, it's what such a funny, good movie that's so like he gets himself. He's self-deprecating. Really know, like he it doesn't seem like a really um, like he seems humble. Strangely, like yeah. he knows himself like and he's in on the joke he's in on the joke yeah and i don't know it makes me think honestly that movie not entirely but like conceptually because he was playing a version of himself it made me think of being john melkovich yes and that that was a not like john melkovich had <laughs> yeah. a sense of humor about john melkovich yeah and I just, I don't know, I find that to be really interesting. And you're right, like, there is sort of a humility associated with being able to make yourself into a caricature. Yeah. Because when other people make a caricature of you, it can feel offensive, perhaps. <laughs> yeah. But he's, like, in on it. He's like, that's fine. I yeah. actually, yeah, I'll do the film. I mean, it's it. I loved that movie, too. And also, such a great dramatic actor. I thought he was really good in Matchstick Men mm-hmm. and Leaving Las Vegas. And then just... I mean, he gets off the rails and does these really crappy films, but you still can have a good time watching them because yeah. it's so off the wall and he usually loses his mind at some point in the movie and just freaks out and kicks things and screams, yeah. which is entertaining. And you kind of feel like maybe that's art imitating life yeah. a little bit. <laughs> right. Also, can I just say for me, one of his best performances to date is Raising Arizona. Oh. I love that movie so much. By far, much. one of my favorite comedies. It's such a great movie. Yeah, he's so good in that. Yeah. And, and I I don't know. I'm just going to miss him a lot. You know, you've got time. I know. It'll be a slow goodbye. He says he might even do a series. He's never done TV before. <gasps> that so would be cool. one of the three or four projects left in him could be something on streaming. And I'm like, yeah, do that. Do it with a super good director yeah. that you know you can depend on that the writing is excellent and you know yeah. that would be really cool yeah so um he might like the pace of that better anyway true. and then he might change his mind very very true yeah. um he actually has 6 credits in 2023 alone 
And there's one that hasn't come out yet. Well, maybe it has. It's called the retirement plan. Which I don't is know that like, one. Well, it's the retirement plan is what he's talking exactly. about. And there literally is a movie he's in. Huh. Retirement well, maybe plan. this is some uh, promotion for that movie. It could be. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, um, hopefully he won't go away too soon. But coming up next, Colleen's going to share with you somebody she's obsessed with. Yeah, and actually it's going to like relate back to this story in a lot of ways. Oh, awesome. Okay, that's coming. The Adventures of Bradley and Dawn, My Talk 1071, Everything Entertainment. Bradley's on a vacation. Colleen Lindstrom is here if Hello. you just joined us. Please download the podcast. You can go to uh, The Adventures of Bradley and Dawn. Just search that wherever you get your podcasts. Colleen, yes. you're obsessed with a comedian. Okay. I don't know. I, I think a lot of people know this person now. Um, but his name is Mike Berbiglia. Have you ever heard of Mike Berbiglia? Yes. He is this phenomenal stand-up comic. He's acted. He's been in, in movies yeah. before. Um, but the thing about Mike Berbiglia is my husband and I happened upon him because he was a classmate of a friend of mine oh. in high, from high school. Um, he had gone to college with her and she was like, you have to listen to this CD. This guy is hilarious. Oh my God. So we had his very first CD, which you can't, it's like out of print. You can't even get it anymore. <laughs> and my husband and I used to listen to it on road trips and we just found him so funny. And it was the way he, like his, he's, he does observational humor. He's very hilarious. Well, his, he has grown so much and he has turned into what I I think just one of our great humorous storytellers of our yeah, time. He does his comedy is a lot of storytelling. Yeah. It's more storytelling and it's funny. Yes. But it isn't like a I'm gonna set up a joke, bam, there's the punchline right. kind of guy. Yeah, it's and sometimes the callbacks are like you really gotta keep track. <laughs> So he um, he's done a couple specials and one of them is Sleepwalk With Me, which is a true story about a time he literally he has like a sleepwalking condition. True story. He does? Yes. And he threw himself out the window of a La Quinta Inn. No. True story. I mean, honestly, true story. So as a result of that, I've he has done to that sleep- too, but it's just because I hated it there. <laughs> <laughs> That's drastic. (laughs) No, but he is, I mean, but he tells these stories that you know are really like poignant and difficult, you know, medical issues. Like it's a story that's bigger than just the comedy around Mm, it. Yeah. But he has such an interesting way of seeing it. So his latest special is on Netflix and it's called The Old Man and the Pool. And remember how I said there was something having to do with that Nicolas Cage conversation that was. Yeah. You know, I'm not giving anything away. In the story, he talks about how his grandfather... Actually, you know what? I think this might be in the trailer. So let's play the trailer because it'll all make sense, I think. Physician asked me, do you have a history of heart disease in your family? I go, well, my dad had a heart attack when he was 56. And actually, his dad had a heart attack when he was 56. So I've always thought I should set aside that whole year. Get an Airbnb by the hospital and keep a flexible schedule. I think that might be a big year for me. She said, well, based on your family history, I would recommend you do cardio five days a week. And I said, I don't think anybody does cardio five days a week. She said a lot of people do cardio five days a week. I said, I don't even think professional athletes do cardio five days a week. She said professional athletes definitely do cardio five days a week. We talk about this for about 45 minutes. Come on. <laughs> oh my God. 
We agree to disagree. <laughs> she said, what about swimming? I'll be better than I was before. A natural. So he, it, the whole story, I mean, it, it truly is this beautiful arc of him kind of um, confronting his own mortality, talking about some of the health issues that he's had, talking about his family and how they influence. And it's he weaves in these like very poignant, relatable feelings of doom (laughs) as you're kind of confronting your mortality and especially as a parent and what's going to happen to the people I leave behind Mm. and with these like pregnant silences that are beautiful and then he brings back the humor in a way that you feel okay laughing oh my gosh that's so hard to do it It really is like talent yes he's such an expert in it and the other thing I will say about him as a comedian now listen I am not easily offended. I love all brands of humor. Yeah. I love insult comics. Oh, yeah. Like, I'm here for it. Some of them, if they're funny, I'm in. But what I love about Mike Birbiglia is he doesn't work blue. He doesn't, he's not an insult comic. He doesn't even, I don't think, really swear a lot in his comedy routines. No. And they're smart. They are so smart. It's so much harder to do clean stand-up in my opinion yeah. because i have done stand-up before yeah. and been in comedy improv troops uh one of the troops i was involved with they were a clean because they were from a christian college yeah and so if you did swear or say something dirty you had to wear the hat of shame and i would get out immediately because yeah. it was difficult and i think the most talented comics can do clean comedy yeah that yeah. doesn't mean I don't love filthy comedy. Uh, I do. Of course, right? <laughs> you know what I love about Mike Brabiglia is he he's Catholic, right? Uh, he was raised he's, Catholic. Yes, yeah. he was raised yes. Catholic. And he does a lot of Catholic jokes, which I yes. also was raised Catholic. Yes. And so just the just all the stuff in church that he's, you know, talks about that's very specific to Catholics. Yeah. That's where I lean in. Yes. And just, it's his, hilarious. He is. So this is, it's on Netflix. It's only an hour and a half long. Mm-hmm. Both my husband and I talked about how we cried, like, because we were laughing so hard, but then also we're kind of touched by the content. So you find yourself <laughs> in that weird place where you're like kind of tearing up because there's something beautiful and poignant that he says, and then laughing to the point of tears. Yes. We we were in stitches, and it truly is like the best hour and a half you could spend. In fact, I actually will probably watch it again. Yeah, and um, I just I just think he's one of the most brilliant comics of our time and storytellers. Yeah, like he, he honestly has, and he's got other specials. So this isn't if you scratch the surface with this one, and then you fall in love with him like we have at our house. Oh, yeah. There's a lot more where that came from. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Mike um, Birbiglia. I um. I think that Brian Regan is kind of like this too. Yeah. Brian Regan isn't around a lot anymore, but he was, he's also a clean comic. Yeah. And it's just amazing to me. I'm like, man, that guy is talented. Yeah. He really is. Well, you know, here's the other thing. I am not like a robust, I don't have a robust library of podcasts that I listen to. Yeah. But I do, I believe he has a podcast. Mike Birbiglia does. I'm sure he does. And it made me realize there's all these comics that are just. Oh, in yeah. podcast land, 
being, they're the ones who first were doing it. Really. Yeah, that like are being Mark Marin on on the Mark Marin on the, the show. Marin, yeah, he that was part of the big joke is because Mark Marin has been doing the podcast forever, mm-hmm. and then people with modern technology started doing them and. The big joke in that show is like every comic has a podcast. Yes. Yeah. And everyone would ask him, Will you be on my podcast? And he's like, No. <laughs> but, oh gosh. Yeah. yeah. It's um I I wonder if he is on tour or if he's coming here at any Mike time. Mike Birbiglia, I don't yeah. know. That's actually Is he from the Midwest? He's you know? um no, he's not. He's from uh Bo- I want to say he's from Boston. Okay. Um he went to school in DC. He uh, grew up in Boston, I think, and then he now lives in Brooklyn. And I, I have seen him at the Guthrie before, and oh. it is such a great. I mean, seeing him in an intimate space like that, and again, same thing with the storytelling. He's just such a phenomenal storyteller. So watch the watch the special on Netflix, and if he comes to town, try to nab tickets because it's Absolutely. worth it to see him. Awesome, Mike Birbiglia. Okay, up next, we're going to talk about a show that Colleen got me into watching on Netflix called Escaping Twin Flames. I finished it. I'm horrified. It's coming up next. Are you a pre-planner? Do you need some help with maybe putting together a food plan? Well, Livia Weight Control Centers can do that for you. And they will ask you so many questions about you, your lifestyle, and uh, they will formulate a plan for you that's doctor recommended. Right now, they're having a great sale that they extended from the holiday, and it is up to 50% off. Your personalized program when you mention me. I did the program about six years ago, and honestly, you'll be surprised how easy it is. Uh, You can lose up to 10 pounds in your first two weeks and then one to two pounds each week thereafter. So you can get ready for the new year and do something for you. I know that you might be somebody that I talk to a lot of women and men that are always thinking about other people and doing things for other people. Well, eventually, you got to do something for yourself. So call today. Uh, 855-GO-LIVIA or Livia.com. That's L-I-V-E-A.com. Tell them Dawn sent you and you'll get up to 50% off. Welcome back to my talk 107.1, The Adventures of Bradley and Dawn with special guest Colleen Lindstrom while Bradley is on a vacation. Having a terrible time. Oh my gosh, you guys. The sun on a cruise. It's unbelievable. Yeah, he's in paradise. Yes, he is. And that's good for him. Yeah, and we are too, okay? (laughs) Exactly. So there's we that. just discovered Taylor Swift is an author. Well, I, we think listen. she is. No, we know she is. We know. Yeah. We just figured out a mystery. Yeah. So go back and listen to the one o'clock hour today. Okay. I started watching on Netflix because Colleen told me to. Mm-hmm. Escaping Twin Flames, yeah. which is about a cult mm-hmm. that says they're not a cult. But they clearly oh, are. Oh, they're a cult. They're currently a running cult. Yes. You can join right now. Don't do Don't it. Don't do it. But I'm <laughs> saying, please watch the documentary first. Yeah. If you were thinking about looking for your one true love. Right. So it's about these two con artists who met each other. <laughs> um, and they didn't know that they were both driven to be con artists. Right. But they were both driven to make some money. You can track this guy's reputation and what he has said in the past before he got into this. And it's like he wanted to be a millionaire. Yeah. And he was always looking for his like scheme to do it. And he's tried other things before. Mm -hmm. But then he found vulnerable people 
who are looking for their the love of their life. And he claimed online with his wife, with their business, Twin Flames, that they will find your twin flame Mm -hmm. and they believe that there's one person for you. Yeah. In this world, and no matter what, you pursue that. Even if that person has taken out a restraining order against you. True story. It's part of the documentary. True. So this has gotten to the point now. There are only three episodes. I highly recommend it. So does Colleen. Oh, yeah. It's it's total of three hours. And at some point in the midst of it, he realizes that the way he can make more money is to call this a religion. And so they start going down that route. So then they start bringing some religious, I'm going to say religious words, because the concepts are not no. supported. No. Uh, but... Yeah, it's three episodes, and Dawn, you finally got to the last one last night. You told me I was going to be shocked. And? I was. I couldn't believe that there was more to this than what I had already right? seen, which we were dabbling with. Um, At the time, they were assigning their members either feminine or masculine what do they call it? Energies? Energy. Yeah. Okay. You're either a fe- they say you are either a feminine energy or a masculine energy mm-hmm. and you need to pair those up together. Yeah. It doesn't matter your gender, which I don't that's a very misogynistic viewpoint. Mm-hmm. It's like only two people that are feminine and masculine. It's just all everything about it is wrong. Yeah. And it doesn't support the trans community. Right? Even though they lead people to believe that who get into the universe. Yes. And then people are so like subscribing. It's a pyramid scheme too, it's a, by the way. Totally. They've got coaches that work underneath and they're the ones that are making all the money for him. But, but not to give away the whole ending, but the part that shocked me the most is that they assigned people these energies after quote channeling for them on their behalf because they claim to have godlike um powers yeah so they they said we can actually channel to god yeah so we'll access this information and then we'll tell you who your twin flame is yeah and then we'll tell then we'll also tell you who's the masculine and who's the feminine and what ended up happening and this by the way was all because they realized they had an uneven match of male to female because there were so in their many membership. Women. Yeah. So they started pairing women together uh-huh. as masculine energies and feminine energies. And it got to a point where some of those women actually transitioned. They're transition like there are people who are having surgeries yes. because they are they are under the spell of these people that yeah. they're giving thousands and thousands of dollars to, by the way. Yes. It's just the classic signs of a cult. Yes. In every way. And it's absolutely troubling. Like you will get to the end of this. And I didn't really give it all away because there's more. Yeah. There's so many other layers to it, but you get to the end. And I don't know about you, Dawn. I was like, who do I write? Me too. Who do I what need to get I involved? Do? I wish they right. would have given me something. That's my only criticism is that yeah. they have not been put in jail and they should be not just like, oh, let me think about this. No, 100% should be in jail Yeah, for a long, long time. Yes. And then they're starting down a road where it's really a dangerous area yeah. where you know, they're wanting to create basically a compound in yep. Michigan 
and they're bringing all of their people there to be one unit. Yep. Here's another clue that this guy is bad news and his wife. Yep. Um, he tells his members, his coaching staff, that they need to watch um, the the vow, mm-hmm. which is a documentary about the Nexium Rainier. Yeah, is that his name? The Nexium cult. Yeah. And then their assignment was, you need to um, tell me why this isn't a cult. Meaning, why Twin Flame Universe is not a cult. But also that the vow isn't a cult. Right. And people watched it, and there are some great interviews. This is not mm-hmm. padded with um, a lot of, um, there aren't any reenactments. There's some There's some animation in it just to, you know, just illustrate. Yeah. Yeah. But. There are so many people that have left who give information in interviews. Yeah. And there are people that are like, that is absolutely a cult. And that's why I knew it was time to leave. Yeah. And you're so proud of these people because at the beginning of their journey, you know, they're out because they're talking. Right. But you can't see that they would have a way out. No. And can I also just tell you the other piece of this that was... Again, I have I wanted to know if there was anything I could do to help. Yeah. But that was the one thing that was lacking for me, because the thing that this docuseries gave us that I don't know that all docuseries about cults give you is you actually see two of the former members of the cult. Yeah. Come together, both like one of whom had done damage like had been one of the coaches and yes had done you know like emotional damage to the other person yes and you see them sit down together and you see them try to repair that because at the end of the day they're both out on the outside and they're able to see it with different eyes and see what their part in it was and see what they were doing to help advance this cult leader mm-hmm. and they actually and that's the piece that i care about the most is like what happens to people once they leave a cult uh-huh and how do they put their lives back together because they've lost everything to this yes group and it's so interesting to me that there were that they catch people at a time where they've just broken up with someone mm-hmm. and they're literally searching the internet like why did my boyfriend break up with me yep. or like what and then twin flames pops up yes and it seems like the answer to everything when people are in a very vulnerable state of mind mm-hmm. where they desperately want that person still in their life and they would encourage them like no that's your twin flame mm-hmm. god told us so pursue them even though they told you to stay away from them actually you need to not wuss out. Yeah. Not using that word. He cusses all the time and berates them. It's insane. It's awful. We see you see the videos of the yeah. coaching sessions and he'll say, well, you know what? It sounds like you just need to try harder because he just doesn't realize that. And you need to make him realize restraining orders. Somebody ended up in jail for a month. Yeah. And it's so sad. <laughs> I just all of these stories are so compelling. Yeah. And one of them had all the files because she was really on, they were all really on the inside, but she was in charge of like literally the, the files on the computer. She has the hard drive yeah. with all of their coaching sessions and their class, you know, everything. This is the thing that makes the whole thing without that. I just don't know how they would have been able to tell it's, the story. It's the best, like, because he's telling us all about himself. Yeah. I mean, I've got eyes. You have eyes. Yeah, it's I, like ridiculous. we're watching it and you can see exactly what he's doing. Yeah. It's unbelievable. He, um, he does say that he is the second coming of Jesus. He does point. say that. I will mm-hmm. say that. Yep. So if that 
interest you in anyway. I mean, yeah, uh, yes. I, there's so much. But he's also on camera saying, we need to, like, hey, Ella, you need to research how we can make more money tax-free. Yeah. And so he's like, we need to become a religion. Like, he's on camera saying, yes. we need to fake being a religion. Yeah, and then the very next thing they announce is, and this this might sound familiar, the next thing they announce are Sunday services. Yep. Who else did that? Uh, Kanye West. I don't know. Kanye West, when yes, he was trying to start a religion. I'm and just also saying. create a compound of people yes. living on a property yes. in the upper Midwest. Yep. <laughs> I mean, ju- that's all I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. It is, when you see it all laid out like that, it's it's hard. And I understand the documentarians have a perspective, right? Like, they're trying to tell the story of how this is a cult. Mm-hmm. So they do that. They accomplish that. And I don't want to give the benefit of the doubt to anybody. Um, I 100% think this is a cult. But what I am saying is the documentarians did a really good job of laying it out for you in such a way that you can see the math that he was doing yeah. in developing this thing. Absolutely. They have inside information that mm-hmm. I don't think any other like, hey, this could be a cult documentary has had. Right. Because that one woman had all, all the files of the past. It's amazing. Yeah. Uh, in a way that's disturbing. But the FBI is now investigating them. And I'm like, all you have to do is watch these three hours on Netflix, (laughs) you can go now. Or you and I could just apply really quick to be part of the FBI and get on. Or, I mean, I would never do this, but get into it and then film more. Yes. I just, they need to shut it down now because something is happening within that I don't want to reveal, but it's in the third episode. And it is super, super scary. Yes. you can't create a master race. That's all I'll say. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I mm-hmm. am horrified mm-hmm. that stop them. It's so bad. It's so, so bad. Oh. I, I will also just ask you before we go to break, do you have the same impulse I have when you see things like that, where you actually want to go to the site and start a conversation? Yes. Okay, good. That's all. Thanks. And I, I didn't also <laughs> want to make a phone call yeah. like Mary McLean, my mother would and say, I have a complaint. Like she doesn't, she writes letters. My mom doesn't call. She writes, she's like, I'm going to write them a letter. Mm-hmm. So I want to get a hold of the FBI and say, will yeah. you please, I'm a citizen of this country and I, this can't happen. Yeah. I have no connection to it, but please, please, if you get enough people our to sake. call you, yes. please. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, They're like, it. we're actually trying to shut down like a lot of guns yeah we're a little bit busy with some other stuff yeah but anyway yes very compelling on netflix it's called escaping twin flames yeah there's another documentary on hulu did you know that's what i heard and i don't want to watch i don't know if i want to watch it oh i'll pop around i'll watch them all (laughs) i'm good i'll take them all in all right (laughs) uh coming up next we're gonna play the adventures of bradley and dawn on my talk 107 one it is that time of day where we get to play a game with our producer mike Time now to play along. It's Game Show Here's your host, Mike Ganger. We wrap up the show by spinning that Game Show Roulette wheel, and wherever it stops, that is the game we play today. There it goes. Here we go. What is it going to be today? It's time to feud like families. Yeah! 
This is Head to Head Family Feud. It's the two of you playing against each other. I'm terrible at this one. Oh, well, we'll find out. We'll see how it goes. Uh, it's going to start just like the uh, two individuals that head up to the top of the, uh, or to the front of uh, the board. And you've got your hand on your buzzer. Your buzzer is your name. Yell it out when you think you know a good answer mm-hmm. here. I'm going to ask you a question, and uh, you're going to see if it's on the board. If you get the top answer, you take control. If you get uh, one of the other answers, your opponent will have a chance to steal control mm. from you. Get as many as you can. Collect as many points as you can, and we have a winner. Okay. It's very simple. Yeah. It's, it's family so feud. Simple. Everybody's seen it. It's true. Mm-hmm. You want to play? Yeah. Let's do it. All right. Step up there and get ready. Put your hands right next to it. No, not on the buzzer, Kalina. Oh, I said next sorry. to the buzzer. Sorry. Don't do that. Okay. That was me. That, oh, sorry. <laughs> uh, so go ahead and uh, yell out your name when you're thinking you have an answer for this one. Okay. Here we go. First question. We've got our top six answers to this. Okay. Name a sport. That would be dangerous to play naked. Dawn. Uh, Dawn was first. Um, baseball. Baseball. Is baseball on the board? It oh, is. Wow. It's the number seven answer. Oh, so yeah, you don't want to slide with there's a lot all of, that hanging out. There's yeah. a lot. Or sorry, number five answer. There's a few other ones on the board. Okay. Can okay. you get one of those top four, do you think, uh, Colleen? Uh, yeah. I'm going to say that uh, wrestling would be dangerous <laughs> to do naked. You're going to say wrestling. <laughs> if wrestling is up there, you will get a chance to uh, take control. Otherwise, Don will uh, get a couple of strikes to work with. Is wrestling on the board? Uh, Unfortunately, really? it's not. No way. I feel like you would definitely it, accidentally. Yeah. Well, in fact, I think the, violate in some the stuff. original Olympics, <gasps> wrestling was competed naked. That's true. Wrestling so, used to be a nude sport mm-hmm. in, in ancient Rome. Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh my God! I mentioned ancient Rome. You did. We haven't talked about ancient Roman Rome for a while. Empire. I, mean, yeah, I think well, I think, think about, about it every daily, day. Daily, yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> Uh, oh so, you're welcome Don. you've got control there's still okay. five answers up there again and you have two strikes to work mm-hmm. with when we do head-to-head uh family feud uh name a sport that would be dangerous to play naked hockey hockey number two answer nicely done that's yeah, worth 20 points sharp blades. no oh, and ice Ooh. 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 yeah Ooh. okay all right say nothing about high sticking <laughs> <laughs> okay um uh, i will say American football. You will say American football. Is American football on the board? That's the number one answer. Uh, 53 can, points. Okay. It would also be really dangerous for the spectators. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just saying. When you get down <laughs> oh, God. into the position. Yeah. Hut, hut, hut. Exactly. Yeah. Um, okay. Let's uh, see. Three more answers up there. All right. So. Uh, you got football, hockey, and baseball. Again, three answers remain. Okay. Uh, basketball. Basketball. If basketball's up there, you get those points. It's not there. Oh, basketball, okay. not I'm up there. Think about the rebounding. That's yeah. Real dicey. Mm, yeah. Double okay. dribble. Yeah. Okay. So now yeah. it goes to clean, right? Nope. You got one more strike. Okay. One more strike. Okay. Um, 77 points, by the way, has been collected so far. You got the big ones. Okay. There's still three more up there. How about soccer? Soccer. Yep, soccer is the number three answer. <laughs> number three. That's the number three answer. Wow, okay. Eighty-six points. Uh, you still got two more up there and one strike to play with, Don. Ooh, I'm just trying to think about the major sports mm-hmm. that are. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, can I say just track and field? You in certainly general? can. Okay. Yeah, is track and field up there? If not, it's going back over to Colleen. Track and field. Yeah, the chafing. Up there, yes. The chafing. I thought about like pole vaulting. Don't give too many, too many answers. I know, I yeah, pole thinking, vaulting would hurt though. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. I got to stop. Yeah, yeah. I was. Yeah. So okay. With that now, Colleen, there's 86 right, points up turn. for grabs. If you get the one of the two remaining, you're going to steal all the points. Otherwise, they're going to Dawn. 
You got another answer? I'm working on it. Okay. I'm uh, going through all of the Olympic sports in my mind, and I am thinking um, the the uh, the the gymnastics, the pummel horse. The pummel horse. Yes, sure. I'm and just pummel- saying things yes. might whap mm-hmm. into other things. Pummel horse is up there. You're going to steal all those 86 points. Otherwise, Don gets the 86 points. Show me pummel horse. Uh, it's not there. Those points are headed your way, Don. 86 of them. Okay. What are the uh, other ones? Answers you miss. Number six answer, boxing. Oh, oh my yeah. gosh. Yeah, I, that's true. Yeah. And the number four answer, rugby. Rugby. Oh, you don't want to be in a scrum. I don't even want to play a whole close. bunch of naked people. Okay. <laughs> well, All right. So that word sounds vaguely disgusting. What? The scrum? The scrum. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah. We got time for uh, another question here. Let's roll through okay, it. Okay. Uh, again, you two uh, ring in when you think you know a good answer for this one. If you could be on any 10 best list, what list would it be? Uh, if you could be on any be- 10 best list, what list would you pick? Dawn. Dawn was first to ring in. Um, Best dressed? Best dress. That's the number two oh, nice. answer. It's up there, but Colleen, you got a chance to try to get that number one answer to take control. Uh, I'm going to say uh, best manager of money. Best manager <laughs> of money? Yeah, yeah. Uh, survey says <laughs> we're going to give that one to you. Okay. Yes. Richest. Yeah, okay. the best manager oh, of money. True, Richest. Yeah. That's up there. Yeah. So oh. you've got control now. you got four oh, more answers. Okay. Oh, my goodness. Okay, four okay. more answers. Again, if you could be on any top 10 list, what list would you want to be on? Uh, so far, you've got one and two best uh, dressed and richest. Um, okay. I would say uh, best singer. Best singer is best singer on the board. Uh, it is yeah, not. Because that's dumb. Who wants that's to be best dumb. singer? <laughs> I mean, uh, Adele, but sure. Has the title, so whatever. <laughs> uh, again, you got four more up there. And uh, okay. as far as the whole game goes, John has a pretty big lead. So you're going to have to go on a run here. Yeah, I don't think it's going to happen. Um, I'm going to say ba- uh, the t- best doctor. Best doctor. If best doctor is up there, you're going to get those points. If not, we're going to have a quick win here today for Dawn. Best doctor? No, it's not. Of course it's Sorry to openly laugh. No, you should be openly laughing. It's- so you could just steal all the points away, Dawn, if you can get one of the four remaining answers. I know. How about sexiest? Sexiest. Oh. Is sexiest there to just put an exclamation point on this win? Yes, yes, it, it is. is. Sexiest. <laughs> that is the number five I, answer worth five wait, points. Are you saying you'd rather be sexiest than best doctor? That's the problem with our country. <laughs> <laughs> I would uh, rather be the best doctor. Yes. But that's, that's just me. Uh, yeah, best you. parent was up there. Wait, and that was actually higher than sexiest. That's, there's so no that's such thing. That's, yeah, but mm-hmm. that's I'm, I don't like that one. Kindest. <laughs> the kindest was oh. on the board. And then even though sexiest was up there, so was best looking. Okay. okay. I feel like those That's, two go hand in hand. All of these are very vain, except for the parent one. Yeah. It's like and impossible. Kindest. Oh, mm-hmm. th- that one's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Unless you say you're the kindest person. Yeah. Uh, congratulations on your big win. Don't, don't forget, we don't have winners and losers. We have winners and consolation oh, prize yes. winners. What is uh, she Colleen, getting? you're going home with this. And a supply of noodle roni parmesano, five minute side dish from Golden Grain, tender, thin egg noodles, very seasoned with cheeses, a bit of old Italy. Yeah. It's a that's bit great. of old Italy it's, for you. Yeah, it sure is. I love that part. Oh, that's going to go great part with my of the dinner game. tonight.
All right, guys. Well, that's the show. You can download uh, all of this if you missed any of it. Wherever you get your podcast, just search for My Talk and The Adventures of Bradley and Dawn. Colleen will be in here tomorrow as well. Yes. Lucky you. And coming up next, Lori and Julia.